Hey, it's Gabe. I want to recommend a podcast I think you'll enjoy called What Could Go Right. On What Could Go Right, the hosts, Progress Network founder Zachary Carabell and Executive Director Emma Varva-Lucas, sit down with expert guests to discuss the world's most pressing issues. They look back at how far society has come and look forward to what it will take to achieve a brighter future. If you're looking for a weekly dose of optimistic ideas from smart people, listen to What Could Go Right wherever you get your podcasts. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com slash consulting. IBM. Let's create. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's the groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. This Father's Day, power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. Find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that hits the high and low notes of history every day of the week. I'm Gabe Lusier, and today we're revisiting one of the most misguided promotional events in baseball history, the time when Roseanne Barr sang the national anthem, or at least attempted to. The day was July 25th, 1990. Actress and comedian Roseanne Barr sang an ear-splitting rendition of the Star-Spangled Banner before the start of a Major League Baseball game. The off-putting performance took place during the break between games of a doubleheader played by the San Diego Padres and the Cincinnati Reds. That evening, more than 27,000 fans had packed into San Diego's Jack Murphy Stadium, ready for an evening of America's favorite pastime. But what they didn't expense of America's national anthem, one that President George H.W. Bush later described as, quote, disgraceful. Roseanne's singing was offensive enough, but what really set off the crowd that night were the gestures she made at the end of the song. After singing the final sour note, the comedian spat on the ground and then grabbed her crotch just before leaving the field. The garbled singing and rude gestures were interpreted by many as intentionally disrespectful, especially in a Navy town like San Diego. The national backlash was swift and severe, eventually prompting a public apology from Roseanne. 
But whose idea was it to have her sing the anthem in the first place? And did she really mean to disrespect the country? Or was it one big misunderstanding? We'll try to answer those questions today, but before we do, I think it's important that you hear the performance for yourself. Apologies in advance. Given what you just heard, you're probably wondering why anyone would book Roseanne Barr for a singing gig. It was a misjudgment to be sure, but at the time it did make at least a little sense. That's because in 1990, Barr's hit sitcom, Roseanne, was one of the top rated shows in the country, averaging more than 21 million viewers each week. The actress was at the very top of her game, which is more than could be said for the San Diego Padres. By July of that year, the team ranked ninth in National League attendance and was sporting a dismal season record of 41 wins to 54 losses. It wasn't the best time to be a Padres fan, and it wasn't the best time to be the Padres owner either. In fact, just one month earlier, McDonald's heiress Joan Kroc sold the team to an investment group fronted by TV producer Tom Werner. As the new owner, Werner was eager to reverse the team's fortunes as quickly as possible, and he figured the best way to do it was to borrow some star power from a friend in Hollywood. As the star of TV's most popular show, Roseanne Barr was the natural choice. This was especially true since Tom Werner was an executive producer on Roseanne. Having her participate in a stadium event would allow him to promote two of his properties at the same time. The only question was what role she could play in the event. On her show and in her stand-up, Barr had developed the persona of a crass, blue-collar mom. With this in mind, Werner came up with a stadium promotion called Working Women's Night. Roseanne was on board with the idea, but when asked what she'd like to do at the event, she made an unexpected suggestion. She wanted to sing the national anthem. Werner signed off on the plan without hearing a single note. There wasn't even a rehearsal on the day of the event. He was surely aware that singing wasn't the comedian's strong suit, but he likely assumed that her popularity would make up for a weak performance. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case. It's hard to imagine, but according to Roseanne herself, she wasn't trying to make a joke of her performance. She was taking it seriously. She told the LA Times that she was flattered by the invitation and that she considered herself a pretty good singer. Not many people in the stadium that night agreed, and even fewer took Roseanne's side. However, many years later, Red's first baseman, Hal Morris, offered a surprisingly sympathetic take. He said, quote, My impression was that she started to sing the anthem and she probably wasn't the most talented singer, and I think the crowd's perception was that she was doing that on purpose. They started giving her negative feedback, booing her a little bit, so she played to the crowd and kind of exacerbated her singing. I have a lot of respect for anyone that goes out there and tries to sing the anthem in front of a crowd like that at a major league game. I just thought that her singing chops 
probably weren't the greatest. That's fair enough, but what about those rude gestures that Roseanne concluded with, the spitting and crotch grabbing? Well, that part actually was meant to be funny, but the joke wasn't on the national anthem. It was supposed to be on baseball players, a parody of their stereotypical behavior on the field. The gestures had been planned from the start, but once Roseanne heard the crowd's reaction to her singing, eh, she probably should have scrapped the idea. That's not the way it went though, and while the players may have forgotten all about the incident, the media and the fans did not. In the days that followed, reactions in the press ranged from patriotic chiding to personal attacks, including childish insults about Roseanne's appearance and weight. The backlash was so intense that two days after the event, the comedian called a press conference to give her side of the story. She said, quote, I'm not going to apologize for doing it, because I feel like it was the wrong choice for all of us to make. But not anybody anticipated the reaction would be this negative. You can all take this as fun, or you can act like this is the worst thing committed by an American. I went down there with the best intentions, though. We thought it would be a fun, positive thing. I'm sorry I didn't sing so good. How much more can I say? Reporters pressed Roseanne on the idea that she had insulted the nation, pointing out that even the president had found her singing disgraceful. She responded, quote, I'd like to hear him sing it. She then went on to defend her right to sing the national anthem, saying, quote, I represent a certain part of America that probably no one else represents, and I came out of some place and got some place, and I've got a right to sing that song. More than 30 years later, Roseanne's singing is the only thing most people remember from that doubleheader. The details of the games, including the fact that the Padres won them both, were decisively overshadowed by what many considered one of the worst singing performances of all time. To be fair though, singing the national anthem before a sporting event is never an easy gig. Even professional singers have buckled under the pressure of performing a song that holds such deep significance. For instance, legendary singer and jazz pianist Nat King Cole forgot the words to the anthem when he sang it at a Dodgers World Series game. The experience was so humbling and traumatic that he offered a piece of advice to other would-be singers. If you do nothing else in your life, he said, don't ever sing the national anthem at a ball game. Roseanne clearly didn't take that advice, and all these years later, she remains as defiant as ever. In 2018, she even threw some shade at another anthem singer, saying, quote, Who saw Fergie's national anthem performance at the NBA All-Star Game? I think mine was better, low-key. Of course, even if that were true, it isn't exactly a high bar. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you enjoyed today's show, except for the singing, consider following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can find us at TDIHCshow. You can also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, or you can write to me directly at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. A 
collision between a Chinese jet and an American spy plane. He came and rammed into our left wing. With relations increasingly strained, what are the chances of things spinning out of control? The Western world was asleep. I'm Gordon Carrera. I'll be exploring the friction in this most important of relationships and asking, has the West taken its eye off the ball? You cannot ignore China. From BBC Radio 4, this is Shadow War, China and the West. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. What are you looking for in a new smart TV? 4K picture quality? High quality and immersive sound? A sleek design? All of those are givens, but only the new Roku Pro Series has all of those and the Roku Streaming Experience, an award-winning OS. Get fast, easy access to all your apps like iHeart, where you can stream all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts all day, and regular, all-inclusive trips to Roku City. The new Roku Pro Series, a smart TV built by the streaming pros. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, guys? This is Sean. Lights Out Merriment. And Saturday, June 15th, Lights Out Extreme Fighting 17 returns to Casino Palma in San Diego. Get your tickets now at LightsOutXF.com. And we'll be live on Lights Out Sports TV, available on all major platforms. Doors open at 5 p.m. Pacific. You don't want to miss this one. It's going to be Lights Out. Lights Out Sports is free sports TV by athletes for fans. For details about the event and tickets, go to LightsOutXF.com.